Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Gober. What it do, what it do, what it do, fam? It's your boy, Cliff Gober. Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. Man, have I got a show for you today. I got a show for you every time I come to you guys because God always gives me some awesome stuff to share. And so we've got another awesome show. Going to talk about salt and light today. Uh, Not real salt and not sunlight, but the salt and light that we are supposed to be in the world as godly people. So buckle up, get your Bibles, get your notebooks or whatever you use these days, technology-wise, and let's go on this ride, all right? All right, let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much. Man, we thank you, Father, so much for loving us the way you do, for being who you are in our lives, no matter where we are. You know, some of us feel like, you know, we're not measuring up or we're not doing enough for you or we're not showing ourselves to be Christians or we, you know, we found ourselves denying you. But wherever we are in our lives and wherever we are in our relationship with you, you love us unconditionally with no strings attached. Yes, we got to get better. Yes, we need to improve in areas in our lives. Yes, we need to spend more time with you. But none of those things have an impact on how much you love us. And we thank you and we appreciate you so much for loving us the way that you do. Uh, God, we, we open ourselves up now to be ready to hear a word from you to get understanding from your word. Holy Spirit, you have free reign to do whatever you want to do. Uh, We just declare understanding and revelation and enlightenment come out of this time that we're spending with you and spending time in your word. Bless God, the hearers of this podcast, wherever they are, whenever they hear it. Let it be exactly what they needed to hear, exactly when they needed to hear it. Satan, we bind every demonic force and plan that would try to hinder this thing from going forth. We declare that people will hear what they need to hear right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for these things, God. We declare them to be so by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes uh, we make being a Christian more complicated than it really is designed to be. Uh, And sometimes I think we've made it so complicated that godly people can't live it and ungodly people have no desire to live it because we've created this, I don't know, philosophy mindset that says we have to live up to some standard before God will love us. So we have to do a whole bunch of things before God will forgive us. And the reality is God loved us before we got here. And the reality is God forgave us before we got here. That was the point of Jesus being on the cross as a sacrifice for the sins of mankind. So I want to dial it back just a little bit to some simple, simple, simple concepts of what it is to be a godly person, what it is to be a Christian. Um, is it more than what we're going to talk about today? Of course there is. But, but, but if we can get this down, 
right? I think we did a podcast not not too long ago about getting love down, getting our love walk down. If we could get the love walk down, man, a lot of things start falling into place. And if we can get what we're going to talk about today down, and then we, I think we're going to do two parts with this. If we can get these things down, then a lot of what it is to be a Christian, thank you, Lord, I'll say it this way, the impact that we will have in the world will be that much more impactful, (laughs) will be that much more significant. The impact that we have in the world will be much more significant if we have an understanding that what we are to be in the world is salt and light. That's what we're going to talk about today, salt and light, all right? So let's dive in. We're going to start uh, with Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. <laughs> I love saying that. It just, it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> glad to have you and uh, if, it, if it is your first time we look at the bible we study the word we break it down into bite-sized pieces we create low-hanging fruit uh, the goal is not just knowledge but the goal is revelation and understanding so we're going to go through the scriptures we're going to go through some uh, 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 different translations uh, so you can get an understanding of it all right all right is that all right with you because it's all right with me <laughs> all right matthew 5 13 Jesus is talking here. This is part of uh, a message, a teaching that we popularly know as the Sermon on the Mount in chapter uh, Matthew chapter 5. So Jesus is speaking here and he makes it very straightforward and he makes it very plain. He says, you are the salt of the earth. The Bible says earlier here that he's talking to his disciples. Um, and I know disciple can be a real, you know, can be turned into some deep, complex spiritual word but it really it just means followers or disciplined ones and as believers we believe in Jesus as the Messiah the Son of God the sacrifice for sins and so as uh, his followers right uh, this applies to us okay there's some no well, I'm not gonna get into that let me just get into where we are right now uh, Matthew 5:13. you are the salt of the earth But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Let me read this from a couple of different translations. I'm going to read this. That was the New King James translation. Let me read this from the message translation. It says, let me tell you why you are here. Wow. (laughs) If, If you weren't sure. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt. Seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste salty? Uh, I'm sorry. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. And, 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 And this is it right here. If godly people lose their saltiness, how will ungodly people taste godliness? I think there's a a scripture in Psalms that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, one of the ways that people can taste God is through experiencing His people, 
his representatives. But if we don't taste good, they can't taste God. You ever had you ever had meat with no seasoning? I had a roommate in college. <laughs> if I saw him today, he would probably remember this story. And a roommate in college, he was a couple of years younger than me, and we were living in an apartment at the time, and he bought this amazing uh, 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 beef roast, right? And he was excited about the roast, and man, he went days on end about he was buying the roast, and the roast was this, and then and, and I saw it. It was really, it was a really good piece of meat, right? And so it came to the day where he's gonna cook the roast, right? And I come home, and and he's in the middle of preparing it. And all he did was he took the meat out of the wrapping, he put it in the pan, and he put it in the oven. And, you know, I come from people who come from the South who, you know, seasoning is as important as the meat itself, right? And if you don't know how to season the food properly, you know, you're going to get talked about at the Thanksgiving dinner, right? Um, I don't know why they have Gretchen make the macaroni and cheese. You know she don't put no seed. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm talking about because some of y'all laughing right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And 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 I looked at him and he, he was so excited and he had this big smile on his face. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to put no seasoning on the meat? Because I'm looking at that meat going, I don't care. Boy, God, this is so good. I don't care how good the meat is. I'm not going to partake of it because it has no seasoning. And many times, I'm sure there are people who want to partake of God, like, like I wanted to partake of that meat, and they know God is good, and they know God is almighty, and they know God is all-powerful, and they know God can work miracles in their lives. But when they taste us, we who have no seasoning, what am I talking about? Being mean being judgmental, being selfish, right? When they taste us, being hypocritical, right? That when they taste us, our seasoning is so bland or our seasoning is so bitter that they have no desire to partake in God at all, at all. And how many times have we heard that phrase? And I thought they was Christians. Are you supposed to be a Christian? I've heard people be pushed out of the church because of the bad seasoning of the people. And it's our purpose to be seasoning. So, so we taste good, and we taste so good, they want to taste the God that makes us taste good. They want to be a part of what we're doing. Some years ago, one of my brothers got married in Bermuda and about 13 of us went over to Bermuda for the wedding and uh, they tasted us the people from Bermuda, and they were wonderful people still are wonderful people and all the people in Bermuda that I know love y'all man I miss y'all I got to get back out there and, and uh, see your faces but 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 they, they they had a chance to taste us and they didn't know us at all and they tasted our family and they tasted our love and they tasted our brotherhood Right, And they tasted us, and they just wanted to be a part of us. They wanted to go where we went. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to make sure they took care of us, and they did. They were just wonderful people, but they wanted to be around us. Why is that? Because we tasted good. Our seasoning was fresh, man. 
We we had <laughs> we had that Gary Indiana seasoning. What? <laughs> and we had a great time. It was five days. It felt like two weeks. It was in a, in a good way, and uh, we had a great time. So they tasted us. And because they tasted us, they wanted to be a part of what we're doing. So, so, so Jesus is saying here, if you lose your flavor, how can they taste God? Because the, the prime way that men can taste God is through us. I think Paul at, once said, at one point said that we are living epistles to be read by all men. That word epistle, for those of you who don't know, just means a letter. That they should read our lives and our lives, our letters should testify to the goodness of God. Our letters should testify to the way God can change us from the inside out. Our letters should testify what it means, what, what peace, what real peace looks like, what joy looks like. That, that's what our lives should say to those people when they quote unquote read us. Or as we're talking about here, as they taste us. Amen. All right, let me, look at, uh, let me look at the Living Bible translation here. It says, and, and here it is again, you are the world's seasoning to make it tolerable. Wow. You are the world's seasoning to make it tolerable. Some of you, and I'm just, I'm just kind of getting a sense of this, some of you are complaining about your job situation because you may be the only Christian there or you want a few Christians there, or you may be, uh, we'll just say, you, you know, you're the committed Christian and everybody else is just kind of playing Christian and you see people doing other stuff and it's bringing you down. But, but you got to understand, you're the seasoning in that. You're the seasoning, okay? And you can't be upset about being the seasoning. And, and you can't be upset about a need for seasoning, okay? That might be why you're there, to be seasoning, watch this, for this season, okay? And it's only a season. Don't trip. It's only a season, okay? So, so be encouraged that God trusts you with those people enough to put you there to be the seasoning to make everything tolerable. You're the one that makes people smile. You're the one that brings the wisdom. You're the one that brings a different perspective to calm people down. And yeah, you may be drained at the end of your day, but all you need to do is go back to the source of the seasoning and get replenished from the God that you serve and then go back out there and be more seasoning. Okay, you all right? Okay, I don't know, you know, I know a lot of preachers do this. I don't know who I'm preaching to, I, and I really don't because I'm just sitting at home in front of a microphone, so I really don't know who that was for. <laughs> but whoever that was for, please take it and receive it, amen? All right, let me read this again. You are the world's seasoning to make it tolerable. If you lose your flavor, what will happen to the world? And you yourselves will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. What will happen to the world if we lose our seasoning? Now, I know stuff is crazy out there. I know. I get it. I understand. But it can be a whole lot worse if we're not there, one. And two, we got to get our seasoning back and inject the flavor of God into all of these situations in the world. 
whether it's politics, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether it's education, whether it's entertainment, whatever it is, we've got to get our seasoning back and inject God's flavor into these situations so things stop getting crazy or at least they get less crazy. Love and salt, man. Love, salt, and light. Maybe I should have made that all one podcast. Love, salt, and light. That's our directive. Um, for those of you who may be Star Trek fans, uh, uh, they had something in, in the original Star Trek that was called the Prime Directive. And it was the main thing, the main purpose that they had to go out in space, the final frontier. Right. This is our prime directive to be to love, to have be salt and to be light. That's our prime directive. And if we can't get anything else right, if we don't learn any more Greek, if we don't learn any more Hebrew, if we don't go to any more seminary schools, if we can get love, salt and light down cold and be masters of those things, man, we'll change the world in a way that even we would be surprised by. All right. You are the world seasoning. Don't wait for somebody else to season your world. You are the world seasoning. Just do it in your world. Your world might encompass 10 people. Be seasoning for those 10 people. Be, be seasoning for your world. You don't you don't have to go to Africa to be seasoning. You don't have to go to Bombay, India to be seasoning. You can be seasoning right there in Cleveland. You can be seasoning right there in Charlotte. You can be seasoning right there in Chicago. Be seasoning in your world and be purposeful about it. That doesn't mean you get in people's face and put a Bible in their face. Just taste good. Smile. Have a nice joke. <laughs> Hug somebody. Shake somebody's hand. Look them in the eye. Give them a word of encouragement. Just a little bit. When nobody encourages me, why don't you get by yourself with the Father and let Him encourage you? Don't wait for somebody to encourage you. You be the encouragement. You be the seasoning. You be the flavor. And make this thing be what it's supposed to be. I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you guys. So don't, don't think I, you know, jumped on my chariot, my heavenly chariot and flew in here and dropped this word. I'm going to roll back out. No, no, no. I got to be aware of this too. Okay? As my Sunday school teacher would say, this is for usins up in here. <laughs> All right. Now, if you're hearing a lot of background noise, I'm going to just be real. It's the 4th of July when I'm recording this. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's all good. And, uh, uh, you know, I was going to wait till tomorrow to do it with all the, you know, extracurricular activity outside. But the Lord led me to go ahead and do it now. So maybe every explosion will be a, 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 a natural uh, extension of a spiritual thing going off on you. Maybe this revelation will explode in you as you hear <laughs> explosions in the background. I don't know. Let me keep going. Okay. <laughs> now, here is a commentary. I read a bunch of commentaries about salt and things of this nature because it's going to get interesting here. But one aspect of the commentary says, salt draws out the good flavors subtly hidden in food and preserves what would otherwise spoil. Salt draws out the good flavors subtly, subtly hidden in food and keeps or preserves what would otherwise spoil. That's what we do. We bring out the good stuff in people. That's, that's, that's what our prime directive is. To use the love of God, to use the wisdom of God, 
to use our personalities, the personalities that God has given us, to use our, 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 our spiritual makeup and our emotional makeup to bring out the things in people that might be hidden. One of the things I love to do in my day job, I teach at an aviation college, and I've got young adults anywhere from 17 to 50. And one of the things I love, and it's something that God has gifted me with, if you're around me long enough, they're, they're just the way that I deal with people, and my desire is to bring out their personalities. And sometimes, especially with some of these students, I bring it out a little too much. Right. But but I love it when, you know, I might be cracking a joke or I might be saying something humorous or something inspirational. And a week later, I'll hear another uh, student kind of say something along those lines or 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 he or she may make their own version of a joke. And it, it makes me laugh because I can see them. I can see the salt in me pulling out their flavor. It's not really about me. You know, even even you say, well, Cliff, that's your personality. Well, God gave me this personality. So I really can't take a whole lot of credit for it. Um, I got a friend of mine and uh, we, you know, recently reconnected and we've been texting back and forth. And I'll, I'll put something humorous on the text message and they'll give like five big old, you know, what's the, the emoji laughing until you're crying. And they might put like five of them on there. And it makes me feel good because I know, you know, they're going through a tough time right now. And I know giving them that salt, using my salt to draw out their flavor. You know, and I, and I thank God for it. But but everybody has their own version of doing that. You know, maybe your salt is bringing folks over and just cooking a good meal, and and you just you just a wizard in the kitchen, right? And 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 so maybe maybe your salt is inviting some of your coworkers over for a weekend meal or Sunday meal, or maybe your salt is inviting somebody to your Sunday school class, or maybe inviting somebody to your church. Maybe your salt is. You know, your family is getting together and you got friends that don't have family members or they come from a broken family. Maybe your salt is bringing them to your family gathering. Maybe your family's all crazy and, <laughs> and, and your salt is injecting yourself into that family thing and, and, uh, and, and adding and bringing out those subtle flavors uh, uh, to their lives. That's, man, you know, that's, that's almost worth, worth waking up in the morning for. Just to understand that, that God has given us something to, to, to draw out people's flavor. And they taste us and they want to know more about God, you know. And um, it's, it's, um, it's an amazing thing, man. It's an amazing thing. So, and so we draw out good flavors and we preserve what would otherwise spoil? I, I, and just thinking about that right now, I think one way we can preserve people's flavor is to encourage them. Just a word of encouragement. Hey, man, it's going to be all right. Hey, girl, we're going to get through this. And if you need me, call me. We'll talk. Ba 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 ba. You know, to give a word of encouragement or just give somebody a hug when they need it, they would spoil. If it wasn't for us, David said something in one of the Psalms. He said, I would have fainted had I not seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. Okay. Now, if, if God is in us, 
then, 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 then God can work through us into the lives of other people. And there may be somebody who would have fainted had you not given them a hug. There may be somebody who would have fainted had you not brought them lunch that day or took them out to dinner. There would have been somebody who would have fainted had you not come along with a kind word or a complimentary word. We don't know what people are dealing with. And suicide, I don't know if it's at an all-time high because we have more information and knowledge than we did maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago. But I know it's at the forefront of a lot of things that's going on in our society. And, and, and children are killing themselves. And teenagers are killing themselves. And older people are killing themselves. And people who, who the testimony is we never thought they were that type of person are killing themselves. They're spoiling and I think part of the reason that they're spoiling is because they haven't gotten the salt of our lives that will preserve the flavor that they are. Okay? It's, 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 is it that critical? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's that critical. So let's be salt. Let's draw out the good flavors subtly hidden, subtly hidden in food. And let's, let's do what we can to preserve what would otherwise spoil in the lives of people. So I wrote this statement. So as godly people, we should bring out the good flavors of those around us. Amen. Now, Jesus says something interesting in Matthew 13. He says, if the salt loses its flavor, I think the traditional King James says, if the salt loses its savor, right? How shall it be seasoned? Okay, now here's the thing. From, from a chemistry standpoint, I'm a, I'm a big old nerd, so, you know, y'all bear with me. You non-nerds, just bear with me. From a chemical standpoint, salt cannot lose its saltiness. It can't lose its flavor in and of itself. It's an extremely stable substance. But there are two circumstances where natural salt can lose its flavor. And we're going to look at them. One of them, well, let me just read what I wrote. Real salt cannot lose its saltiness unless it's affected by outside forces. And in the, in the natural, from a chemical standpoint, the two things that can cause salt to lose its saltiness is either water or electricity. Now, you add too much water to salt, what happens is it dilutes the salt. If you add electricity to salt, it changes its chemical makeup, its chemical composition. So for salt to lose its saltiness, it would have to be diluted or have its chemical composition changed. Okay, So for the Christian to quote-unquote lose his or her degree of saltiness, what has to be diluted? The gospel has to be diluted in his or her life. In order for Christians to lose their saltiness, the gospel ends up being diluted. I'm reading from a commentary here. It says, this person is the complacent Christian, the person who does not protect the truth of the gospel in his life from the rainfall of other ideas and ideologies. This person mixes the truth with a wide range of other ideologies. Now, we're Christians. We're believers. 
and what we believe is the gospel or the good news about Jesus being the Messiah, sacrificing his life, died for the sins of mankind so that mankind would have an opportunity through faith in Jesus to have access to a relationship with God and being right, be in right standing with God. That's who we are. That's what our, we believe. That's our ideology. There are other ideologies that are similar to our ideology, but have some very significant differences. And if you mix a whole lot of ideologies in with our ideology, our ideology gets diluted in the same way that salt gets diluted when it's put in too much water. Okay? I, I think y'all feeling me on this, right? Okay? So, so, so what's the goal? The goal is to... I'm going to just make it as plain as I can. The goal is to not disrespect anybody else's way of thinking, to not disrespect anybody else's ideology. But we have to hold fast to our ideology. And we cannot, as it says, I believe, in Hebrews chapter 2, let things slip. And, and one of the ways that we let things slip is we spend more time uh, entertaining other theologies than we do in the theology, not theology, other people's ideologies than we do in the ideology of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we are full of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is like we're getting more salty, adding salt to our lives. Um, my, my godmother was here uh, a couple years ago, and uh, she gave me a whole lot of seasonings. And so there were seasonings that were put in the bottle, which I used on a regular basis. And then she had zip bags of seasonings, you know, in the cabinet. And when I would run out of seasoning in the bottle, I would go to the cabinet. I would get the Ziploc bag that had more seasoning in it. I just did this the other day. Pour the seasoning from the bag into the bottle. Now my bottle has more seasoning that I can use over and over and over again. That's what studying our word is all about. That's what prayer time and quiet time and, and, and fellowship time with the Lord is all about. It's about getting more salt so we can use that salt to season the world. So how do I lose my saltiness? I don't spend as much time in the Word as I need to to gain regain my salt because we're pouring out. We're pouring out to people. I'm pouring out to you guys right now. I remember the first two podcasts I did, I did them both in the same day. Man, I was so drained the next day. It was like, wow. Right? So we're pouring out to people. So if we're pouring out, we've got to get uh, refreshed, renewed, restocked. We need more salt when we pour out the salt. And if we don't, we end up losing our saltiness. Now the news starts diluting our saltiness. Now what's going on in the political realm starts diluting our saltiness. Now the things that are going on at work, the things that are going on in our relationships, those things now dilute our saltiness. And now when I go into the situation, I got no salt, I got no seasoning to add to the environment. Now whatever flavors are inside someone can't get pulled out because we got no salt. Okay, so, so we cannot allow ourselves to get so distracted 
by what's going on in our lives and in our world that we that we lose our saltiness. All right. Now, I want to look at this. Oh, yeah, there we go. I, I, I did have this written down in Hebrews chapter two. I'm calling this section here losing our savor or losing our saltiness from a biblical perspective. I just alluded to this a few minutes ago. It's Hebrews chapter two, verse one. Hebrews chapter two, verse one. And Hebrews 2 and 1 says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. The Amplified Translation says, Since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. We drift past them and slip away because we're not paying attention to the truths that we've heard. This is deeper than don't pay, you know, we ain't paying attention in church, so we're going to drift away. No, we're not paying attention to the truths that we've heard in the Word of God. And usually that comes from church, but it also comes from Bible study, and it also comes from our own personal Bible study, and also comes from our time with God where He reveals things to us by the Holy Spirit. If we uh, don't pay attention to that stuff, we're going to drift away, and we're going to slip away, and we're going to lose our saltiness. All right. Now, here's another one. This is great. This is a, a parable uh, in Mark chapter 4, verse 7. Mark chapter 4, verse 7. And it is a parable that Jesus gives about uh, one, two, three, four, four different types of ground and seed being sown in those four different types of ground. You got the wayside, you got stony ground, you've got thorns, and then you've got good ground. Okay. Now, Mark 4 and 7 emphasizes the thorn type of ground, which kind of speaks to what we're talking about here. So Mark 4 and 7 says, and some seed fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. All right. Now, we stay in Mark 4, and we jump down to verse 18. Jesus now explains that particular part of the parable to his disciples, uh, his close staff members. Right. So Mark 4 and 18, uh, verses 18 and 19, he says, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Okay? The cares of this world, right? We use the, the same uh, analogy other, uh, that I used a few minutes ago. The cares of this world can not only choke out the word, but it dilutes our salt. The deceitfulness of riches has us focusing on what I need to do to be rich and I don't pay attention to the people who need our salt. The desires for other things can be can make us give give us such tunnel vision that we lose compassion for other people and we lose our salt. All right? The voice translation says Still others are the seed tossed among weeds and brambles. The word has reached them, but the things of this life, the worries, the drive for more and more, the desire for other things, those things cluster around close and choke the life of God out of them until they cannot produce. 
and we connect this to what Jesus said, cannot produce means one of the one of the uh, definitions of cannot produce, I believe, is we lose our saltiness. We lose our ability to, to give flavor to our world. We lose the ability to subtly pull out the flavors of the people around us. We lose our ability to preserve the flavors that people have in them because we're focused on the wrong thing. We get so focused on being successful. We get so focused on getting a promotion. We get so focused on getting married. We get so focused on having children. We get so focused on what's going on on the news. We get so focused on what's going on in sports that we lose our perspective. The word gets choked out of us and we lose our flavor. So, so, so when you spend time in your daily devotionals, when you spend time at your Bible studies, when you spend time watching people on ministries on Facebook, that is, that is your time to regain your saltiness. That is your time to push back the things of this world the deceitfulness for other riches, the lust, all of the things that are in the world. I think it was James said, the only things in the world are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. All right? Well, that time in the Word, that time listening to this podcast is your way to push back those things that would dilute or change the chemical composition of your salt and keep your salt fresh. Amen? Keep your salt fresh. I like that. I like that. Okay, so that's salt. All right, we go back to, uh, you know what? I think I want to. I think I want to stop here. I think I want to stop here. Um, I think I want to stop here. Do, 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 you think I want to stop here? I think I want to stop here. <laughs> uh, because light is going to be another thing uh, that we can we can dig into. In the next podcast so i think i'm gonna stop here and um we'll pick this up on light uh in our next podcast uh so this will be salt and light part one and uh then we'll rock and roll into salt and light part two uh the next time we uh get together and it'll be great all right it'll be great 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 now before we go um, and I, ne I neglected to do this on the last podcast. I kind of got into a habit of doing it and I forgot. Uh, before we go, uh, you may be listening to this podcast and um, you have yet to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Um, I alluded earlier to what the gospel is and the gospel is that God loves mankind and he loved uh, mankind so much that he gave his son uh, as a substitute for the penalty for sin. Uh, in our lives, and and maybe you maybe you've been to church, uh, maybe you go to church on a regular basis, uh, maybe you just started going back to church. You went as a kid, and and uh, you know you got turned off because people around you didn't have no salt, <laughs> they didn't have any salt in their lives, and uh, you were at an unsalty church <laughs> that got you salty, <laughs> and uh, you're just trying to reconnect with God again. Well. Uh, Jesus said at one point, I am the door. And uh, another point, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So uh, I, I don't want to, I want to get back into the habit of not l ending a podcast without giving people an opportunity to give their lives to the Lord and make Jesus the Lord of their lives and the Savior of their souls. So 
if that's you and you have a desire to have a relationship with God, you have a desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to make this invitation to you now and um, give you that opportunity. So if you would, if you would, I'm not forcing anybody. It's an open invitation. If you would, uh, repeat these words after me and uh, bring your heart to it. These are not just words that we say. This is not magic. But bring your heart to it and be sincere. And if that's you, repeat these words. God, I come to you today with a genuine and sincere heart. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died to take away my sins. And I believe that he was raised from the dead. Jesus, I give my life to you. And I ask you to be my Savior and my Lord. From this moment forward, all I am and all I have, I place in your hands. And wherever you lead me, I will go. Amen. All right, now listen, if you prayed that sincerely, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved because with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so if you repeated those words and prayed that prayer from your heart, I want to be the first one to welcome you to the family of God. All right. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to, if you don't have a Bible already, I want you to find a Bible. If you don't have a Bible app, get the Bible app. There's all kinds of Bible stuff available. I want you to pray that God will send you to a church that he wants you to be at, where they teach the word, where you can study the word, where you can get around people who are like-minded. And uh, that, that, that's, that's a simple prayer. God, lead me to like-minded people. Lead me to a church of like-minded people, right? That's a good prayer. Another prayer is, God, lead me to a church where I can learn and grow and develop about you and about me. Um, if, you can, if you can sincerely pray, pray those two prayers, I believe God is going to lead you to the place where he wants you to be. There's a story about a prophet. I believe it, it was Elijah. And, um, you know, he had done a great thing for God. And then uh, he got run out, run out of town. Uh, he ran out of town, but that's a different message. <laughs> but, but he was led to a brook. As he was spending time with God and praying, God sent him to a specific brook. And he said, go to that brook, and there I will sustain you. Now, there were, I'm sure there were a whole bunch of different brooks he could have gone to. But he went to the brook that God directed him to because... And my pastor says this all the time, God provides where God guides. And so as you pray for God to guide you to a place where you can learn and grow as a new Christian, at that place that he guides you to, expect that he will provide the thing that you prayed for. 
okay? And uh, get around some like-minded people. You can grow and grow and grow. Uh, grab this podcast. Uh, I believe this is podcast number nine or ten. So if this is the only one that you've ever listened to, I got a whole bunch of them uh, already uh, laid out. And go back and listen to those podcasts. And, and um, let's do this thing, man. Let's be salt. Let's be salt. All right. All right. That's it for today. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, I just pray you have a fantastic day. If you're listening to this at the beginning of your day, I pray that you've had a fantastic day. If this is near the end of your day, and I pray that you're having a fantastic day. If you're listening to this in the middle of your day, whenever you're listening, have a fantastic day. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.